coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. So I would say the more successful ideas and the more successful founders are the ones who can narrow it in to something to start with, mm -hmm. right? Especially in digital, because like I said, just picture an app uh, or a software. It, it's not like a, a, a physical shoe that, you know, you, you have to think through everything and ship it. Now it's in the, yeah. It, it, you can change it. It's a lot, you can change it in flight. And so I think a lot of founders, you know, they, they overthink it instead of getting something out there uh, and learning from that. And so, yeah, sometimes yeah, the, the, a lot of mistakes or people come in, the idea is too big and they're like, a, you know, we're going to take two years and build the first version. Mm -hmm. and then we're going to try selling it. That's just, that's not how digital is done. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. concepts like, uh, you know, MVP and a beta and that, th these are very important ones to really uh, allow you to, to vet your product market fit. Yeah. And I, I think, I think having an idea too big is, is a problem. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, 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 the people that, and this is, I would say this for any business, candidly, I mean, I, even when I started innovating, I have a big 10 year vision for what it could potentially be, but that isn't how I started. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, we had to start somewhere. Uh, and, uh, and so I would say that uh, focus is a winning recipe for starting any business. It's uh, imperative if you're starting a digital business. Digital. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Mike Reynolds, who is the CEO and president of Innovate Map. So Innovate Map is a digital product agency where they help founders of companies uh, build products that they have a vision for. But what they they specialize in building the product that the company actually needs. So what you run into a lot of times with other digital agencies is they will keep building and building and building different features into your systems. But a lot of times these types of systems may not necessarily be needed for whatever the end product is. So they really hone in on building exactly what you need in order to be able to bring your vision forward. So they've worked on a lot of different projects and and we really focus in on a lot of the challenges and mistakes that people make when they do start building digital products. So if you are at all interested in digitizing a system or creating some type of a digital product, this is going to be an episode that you are not going to want to miss. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. We had a pretty standard dinner table. I'm a one of four. Mm -hmm. So it was my parents, my older brother, younger brother, and my little sister. And uh, great conversation. I will say... My sister was the youngest. The, the, the males would dominate the conversation quite often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I, and I, the only reason I say I vividly remember 
my dad commenting how it flipped the tables, the flipped when we all had let, let the older three boys had left. But yeah, good conversation, good laughter. But we did a family dinner quite often. I, I, I in hindsight, I think it was probably five or seven nights a week. Wow. You know, yeah, which is probably unheard of these days. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah. great. That's great. And and what were your? Did your parents have their own companies or any type of entrepreneurial? Were you exposed to entrepreneurialism early on? Or? Yeah, you know, I was not. And in fact, I'm from. Uh, Actually, I was born with an opposite DNA. So I'm from the south side of Chicago. Very, very hardworking, loyal area. In fact, the mantra was you kind of work for a company, gave them your all till you retired with them 30 years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I would say that, you know, even, even today, that, that still exists. I was, not, I was not raised around entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, when I got exposed to it was not until my professional career. Okay. You know, and then uh, that's probably where it started to, you know, present itself to me. And, and you know, and I, I looked upon it very favorably when it did get presented to me, but yeah. it was not in my upbringing. And, and talk a little bit about that, that exposure. What, what was, you know, how, how did you, how did you, how was it presented to you? What was the context of that conversation? How did you come across, you know, starting your own company and, and why did you think that was something yeah. that you wanted to tackle? Well, here, here, the funny one, I, and I, I do love saying this, I didn't realize it was never a dream of mine. Like, I didn't realize it. I, I started my own company when I was 37. I probably never imagined doing so until I was 36. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and uh, just to kind of dive into that a little bit more, I worked for a big company out of school. And then uh, I, I moved to Indianapolis in 2000 for a tech startup. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my first exposure to entrepreneurship, okay. uh, having admiration for the two founders of the startup. I fell in love with that speed and size of a company. Yeah. And, you know, and then just really had looked at those two founders with just admiration, but not like, oh, I want to do that someday. <laughs> just yeah. really yeah. looked at them with respect. In fact, I tell a lot of people, I always thought that I was a great number two. Okay. I, I, that was my role. I, I always thought you know, to, to whoever was, you know, whoever I reported to, I was going to be their go-to. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I obviously uh, later in my career, I, I was, uh, you know, I was executive. I was leading product at Primo 12 years later and uh, still had that mentality. Yeah. So I always kind of had an admiration for the entrepreneur, but never thought that that was my calling. What, what, what kind of turned it around was, you know, so the software companies with, we did get acquired. Mm-hmm. And there was a real, th- the three years post-acquisition, there was a maturation in my professional career where I was getting more and more opportunities, but I was once again placed in a big company mm-hmm. and um, really started feeling confident about my, my ability to build a team, find a team, perform. Where the, I just started de-risking things yeah. you know, yeah. uh, along the way where it didn't seem as scary. I mean, it, it, it was more personal risk than it was professional risk, if you will. Right. Right. But what, what, what overwhelmed me, and I tell this quite a bit, is the idea of Innovate Map and what to do really consumed me and, and, and pushed me over the edge to take that risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so, but- so do you think that it, that it was sort of, I, I guess, getting out of your own way? You know, you, 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 put up, you put up these mental barriers in your own mind, like, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I can't, that... I don't know how to create my own team. Like you just mentioned, yep. you, you started getting 
conscious or you, you start becoming consciously aware that, you know, I can do that. I can, you know, create my own teams. I can pull those things together. And once you sort of got over that mental block that, that you had that I, I couldn't do this, that kind of opened up the doors to you that, hey, you know what? I, I might be able to start my own company. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I would say, and I'm, I'm going to use like silly math here, but if there's like 12 things you need to do mm-hmm. to run your own company. By the time I had reached 37, I felt very confident in about eight of those 12 things. Okay. You know what, I mean? what, what are those 12 things? You know, of- you know, hiring, building a team, hard skill competency, like what, you know, what Innovate Math is, is a service of what I previously become an expert, you know, expertise in my craft is probably a better way of saying that, you know, but there were things I hadn't done. I, I hadn't, you know, there was a lot of legal, I never sold, you know, obviously uh, the, the risk and liability with owning your own business. Th- those were the things that I had to, I had to face and, and they started to present themselves honestly as a challenge to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, they almost excited me more than they, you know, where if you're, you know, I, and I highlight those things because a lot of people who say they want to be an entrepreneur, I don't know, I almost kind of de-risked a little bit of the risk by just having some professional experience that made me feel more confident about going about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I think a lot of people kind of get, get stuck. You know, they want to be an entrepreneur because they see all the glitz and glamour side of it. But then, you know, when you get down into the minutia and the weeds and all the things that you got to slog through, you know, that kind of shies people away. But, but you know, it oh, sounds... totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like to make a distinction between entrepreneurial and an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, I, I feel like entrepreneurial is the spirit of I want to create, I want to run. Mm-hmm. And you can get that. You can get an entrepreneurial experience in many places. Yeah. Where an yeah. entrepreneur, the difference is risk. To yeah. The, the guts. I mean, and so, like, I find a lot of people want to scratch the itch of entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I want to run something very ill defined, I want to own it. Yeah. Uh, but maybe the risk of, you know, jumping in with jumping with no net. Yeah. Isn't isn't for them. Yeah. You know, right. and that's really that's kind of really the difference to me when I think of like an entrepreneurship, it's you might it, you might be romanced by the idea. Mm-hmm. Or it sounds great. I'd love to own my own company someday. But it, it to do so is not just taking the risk, but the the grit and resiliency to get your rear end kicked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then get, yeah. get back up and get, and get oh. kicked again. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, completely agree. So, so talk about innovate map. What, what, uh, what does innovate, innovate map do? And, and uh, you know, who, what types of uh, clients do you guys serve? Yeah. So we're, we're a digital product agency. So first and foremost, we're focused in the digital product scene. And when I say that, I think of it as like SaaS applications, mobile apps, highly functional websites, e-commerce, things like that. So we focus with leaders who want to b- bring a product to life. Mm-hmm. And our specialty is the product side, which is, which is really the, the strategy and the design. So kind of unpacking how I even got to that, I've always been in product. And when I say product, that's a very specific role in, this, in, this, in the digital space. You've got the tech, technology team and the product team. And I always kind of describe the product team as, are we building the right thing? Your technology team is, are we building the thing right? And uh, you know, I, I had always played that role. That's my passion. I mean, I love product and, you know, I, I love uh, thinking through ideating new products. I love the design of not only what the product will be, but how to launch it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and uh, what I started seeing as a trend in the early 2010s is that being the differentiation for a technical idea. Like mm-hmm. it's table stakes that it's well-built. 
right? Mm -hmm. you, you've got to get the technology and engineering right. You know, it, it, it's you know, high quality, stable, scalable, and so forth. But was really putting uh, ideas over the top is, you know, was it usable, valuable, yeah. marketable? And you wouldn't look to the engineers for that. You would look to the product professionals. And that just yeah. happened to be my passion. So I decided would it be great would be to do that and bring that expertise uh, to others who needed it. So while I was playing that role at one software company and certainly could play that role at another software company, I decided to play that role for whoever needed help in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I was betting on a trend that more people would need help in that. Yeah. So we sit here today, we've been around seven years now, we're a team of 22, you know, and we, we partner with leaders, whether it be, you know, leaders in a company, we do a lot in the tech startup space, mm -hmm. uh, help bring their idea to life. And we're the strategy and design side that. So making sure they built the right thing and it resonates with a buyer and a user. Yeah. So, so let's say that I have a tech idea, yep. you know, whatever it might be, what do I need to bring to you in order for you to, you know, start designing things? What does that process look like? I, well, all you need is vision. All you need is vision. We will work with an idea. One of our gifts is to bring an idea that's in a founder's head and, mm -hmm. and, and, and run them down that process that, you know, six months later, they've got a product in market that is selling and people are enjoying using that. Mm -hmm. So a little bit, you know, and that, that's, that's the hardest part of a product role is working with a very ill-defined idea. Yeah. And uh, candidly, that's kind of a superpower of myself and our team. So that's a, that's a very rare thing. And so that's, that's really behind the market opportunity that I saw, which is people struggle with this. I mean, you, you wish you could have product excellence in the early, early yeah. stage, but you yeah. can't, nor should you W2 those roles. And so right. that's the quandary of the business opportunity that Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. I, I, I sought to solve. I'll, you'll hear me say a lot of times, well, I'll put it this way. As a product guy, I haven't, so I have come up with a software idea every week. Yeah. And I never left to start a company around any of those ideas. The one I actually left was for Innovate Map. And I, and I think what I found, and I, I, I say very often, is I built the company I wish was available to me if I was going to start a tech company. Okay, okay. And, and, and when I, and, 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 you know, it was through all these starts and stops of me actually starting a software company. And what was stopping me was a company like Innovate Map didn't exist. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of like, well, hey, I'm going to go solve that market problem. Yeah. And then that, when that clicked, couldn't stop thinking about it. And that was the idea. And, and, and so that's what we do. So we, we spend a lot of time, early stage ideas, bringing it to, you know, the design strategy, how to bring it to life. But, you know, most of our business though is, uh, I, I kind of call it like renovations and add-ons of existing tech ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, where people don't enjoy using it. We got to go fix that or, uh, um, you know, 
it's not selling well. We can go fix that. So these are these are things, these are problems that our, our firm is able to solve, and I, I enjoy it immensely. Yeah. Now, do you guys do like? I guess there's there's two different sides to this. Let's start with the the product that doesn't currently exist. Are you guys basically creating like an MVP of you know whatever software it is, or are you guys going in and and you know taking it further and basically fully baking fully you know, designing that entire interface, you know, before they necessarily get out and start testing that, that idea, or what, what does that process look like as far as yeah. that's concerned? Yeah, very good. I, I, I will tell you this with, with, with digital products today, because they're living, breathing things, you have to embrace feedback at all phases, you know? So, yeah. So a lot of times our early might be, Hey, I need to vet this idea or I need to socialize this idea, Yeah. you know, in which case you're, we're not taking it all the way to code. And by the way, we do not do the coding. We partner with the leader and their technology team of choice. Okay. 75% of the time, they already have that in-house. Yeah. They're a technical co-founder of a full software engineering team. Yep. But, you know, I, I use a house analogy a lot of times where, like, if you and, you and your spouse wanted to build your dream home, we would be the architect and interior designer. Yeah, got it. And we would know how to speak to the construction crew. Yeah, that but makes we're gonna, sense. But we're going to make sure, you know, some of our... My, our product expertise is we're gonna make sure you're building the right thing and buyers and users are gonna resonate with it. But uh, I, I'm par with that analogy is we'll ask you things like, you know, stay on that house analogy to make this point. Um, you know, are you living in this house forever? You're gonna flip it in a year because I'm going to recommend features and design very differently based on that answer. Okay. What's your budget? What's your yeah. end game? And, and all these things influence design. And so sometimes it's, vetting the idea. Sometimes it's, I've got the idea. I know it's, I know it's vetted. I just need it designed well. Yeah. Any number, any number of phases when we're happy to help. Yeah. And, and so when you're going through and vetting an idea, are you, how are you vetting that? Do you do like focus groups or is it like, how do you, how do you go about pulling the people together that potentially would be using that, that product? Yeah. Great question. I, to unpack a little bit about our approach, it, it, there is definitely a research or vetting phase. I, I, I hesitate to use the word research because people's mind go to like a six month field or lab study. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, that's not the digital world, but it is conversations and qualitative analysis. So, you know, when you're trying to vet the idea, it's not, it's not surveyed. It's not quantitative analysis. You don't yeah. need so you don't care about how often or how many you're more interested in, you know, is, is this solve a problem? Would you buy this? And, 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 and there's, there's certainly concepts and, and, and prototypes and, and, and demos and, and, you know, vision or pitch decks that can convey that in order to get the feedback. So honestly, the things I just rattled off, uh, concept designs, prototypes, demos, presentations, once again, those are design and strategy deliverables. They're not technical deliverables. Mm -hmm. And so that's stuff that our firm specializes in. And they really help you vet an idea, socialize an idea, get feedback on the idea well early in the stage before you spend on the expensive part, which is the code. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. What what are some common pitfalls or or things that you've seen? people, I guess, make at, at those initial early stages of things. Like I, I'm assuming that you've had people come with, well, you actually mentioned that you, you, you kind of go in and revamp products that you may not be selling well or may not be doing well. Yep. What are some of the common mistakes that you've seen people make, you know, during that, during that initial launch that did fail? Yeah. My, my, the biggest one that comes to mind 
and this is this is a trend of the last five years. And it's changed. So we've been around seven years. When I started this, most of the startup ideas we were working with were serial tech entrepreneurs. Okay. Who had been there, done that before. That's probably 25% of the new ideas that come our way now. Okay. We are so as a just you know, just as people, as consumers today, so seasoned and used to tech. Yeah. That everybody's got a tech idea. And so about 75% of the ideas we see are, are from someone who's never done a, a, a digital or tech play before. Yeah. And so the mistakes they made, uh, most of the time, I'll, I'll be very honest, just uh, ignorance of the journey they're embarking on. Yeah. You know, so this is someone who's seen a problem in industry. Like you could be a, a surgeon or you could be, you know, work in the medical field and see a problem and say, hey, I believe there's a tech play here. I believe there's yeah. a software that could solve this problem. Well, now that is correct. I mean, I yeah. walk around with an attitude that, you know, technology is an opportunity to solve or enrich any problem you might be seeing. Yeah. So it's not the idea that's that's so novel, but they they don't understand that they're starting a tech company. So it, it's some of these things I'm describing, digital, SaaS. It's, it's digital products are so different than a physical product. Yeah. And I just see people try to bring a physical product mentality to the digital world or a analog industry background to the digital world. And that's where most of the mistakes happen. You know, uh, they're sold differently. They're launched differently. How you put them together is, is done differently. And uh, a lot of times we're coming in, you know, haven't been there, done that, where that's really our biggest value. I yeah. mean, the design might be good, but the biggest value is we, we, we're familiar with the space. I, I, I stay on the house analogies because it's, it's a familiar one, but it's, it, could you imagine yourself being a contractor that does, has been doing home remodels for 30 years and someone comes in and says, hey, I, you know, I watched a DIY video on YouTube and I think I'm going to remodel my kitchen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the person who's been doing it would be like, okay, there's a lot of stuff you probably don't know yeah. coming into this industry. And uh, they, they can almost tell you the mistakes you're about to go make. Uh, we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that uh, as non-tech founders are really the uh, becoming the primary for a lot of these ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that, a it, I mean, it sounds like these ideas are pretty well niched where they are either focusing in on a specific, a specific issue or a specific problem that they're trying to solve. I know that a lot of, a lot of people that I've, dealt with in the digital space, you know, they're trying to tackle this big, you know, this big issue, but, you know, if they, if they kind of focus it down into a, uh, you know, a little bit more funneled focus, they probably would be much, much more successful. Do you see the same thing where, where people are starting to focus a little bit more or are no, they like way out that. here? That probably would have been the second biggest mistake is the idea is too big. Yeah. You know, I, 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 hey, that's great. You got great vision, but you got to build something that comes out in three months. So I would say the more successful ideas and the more successful founders are the ones who can narrow it in to something to start with, mm -hmm. right? Especially in digital, because like I said, you just picture an app uh, or a software. It, it's not like a, 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 a physical shoe that, you know, you, you have to think through everything and ship it. Now it's in the, yeah. it, it, you can change it. It's a lot, you can change it in flight. And so I think a lot of founders, you know, they, they overthink it instead of getting something out there uh, and learning from that. And so, yeah, sometimes yeah, the, a lot of mistakes or people come in, the idea is too big and they're like, a, you know, we're going to take two years and build the first version mm -hmm. and then we're going to try selling it. That's just, that's not how digital is done. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yep. concepts like, uh, you know, MVP and beta, and that, th these are very important ones to really uh, allow you to, to vet your product market fit. Yeah. And I, I think I think having an idea too big is is a problem. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, 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 the people that and this is I would say this for any business candidly. I mean, I, even when I started Innovate, I have a big 10 year vision for what it could potentially be. But that isn't how I started. Yeah. You know I mean, we had to start somewhere. Uh, and, uh, and so I would say that uh, focus is a winning recipe for starting any business. It's uh, imperative if you're starting a digital business. Digital, yeah. Do you have any, any um, frameworks or ideas or thoughts around how to identify what that, what that focus should be? Again, say I have this big idea and it can solve, it can solve all the world's problems, but how do, I, how do I focus it in on the things that make the most sense to, to start with? Yeah, I would say you're hitting on like one of the core things we do. So when you hear me say the core of our services is strategy and design, that 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 exact thing is what our strategy services are solving. Mm -hmm. you know, I've got big idea. I've got 200 things it could do. I've got the budget to do 30. What are the right 30 that actually achieves yeah. my goal? And what, okay, what is your goal? Is it? You know, not every goal is revenue. By the way, you know, a, yeah. a lot of these tech ideas are. I got to get customers. You know, and and you know their their product led growth or a viral strategy where revenue certainly comes at some point, but it's not the first thing. Sometimes it's revenue, sometimes it's customers, sometimes it's adoption metrics. But uh, yeah, we help them think through that. Yeah, got it, got it. That's, so that's... definitely have frameworks and and whole methodology around that. Yeah, that's I, I kind of figured. You know, there's always there's always a process to you know that that filtering and and weeding out things. So. So no, that's great. So what do you guys focus or, or specialize on any one type of industry or is it pretty well anybody who has any type of a digital product, you know, you guys can, can help? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we have uh, probably worked in about 50 different industries. Uh, okay. So I would say our expertise is pretty applicable across industry. Uh, and then the industry expertise is what the client is bringing to the table. And what we're bringing to the table is really the digital product expertise. So you know, yeah, I would say all over the place with industry. I will say this though, if it is a B2C or consumer-based industry, mm -hmm. our value is even higher. Okay. And what I mean, what I what I mean by that is if your if if your product or your idea is, you know, in, in a consumer space where you know you, the user expectation on usability and marketability is very high as consumer, it's a very crowded space. Consumers are really having to make decisions, they're making buying decisions on their own, uh, they're not attending training they're not you know clicking on help and so you know if you're if you've got an idea that is in the consumer space our value is very high yeah that it makes is, sense might, might make or break your idea candidly now you know? do you guys do you guys also work on both apps and software or is it mm -hmm. just specifically you know is there any limitation i guess you can say to the digital platform uh, there's not I, that's why we, we stay generic with like digital product uh and if, I, if i were to kind of even categorize probably the last three years i would say 20% would be an app, like a mobile okay. app. Yep. Like 50% would be a SaaS software. The remaining be the remaining being very highly functional websites. Okay. That's so a thing okay. like e-commerce e or a site that has to, it, it, that is more than just a digital brochure in your company. Yeah. It has high functionality, in which case it's really acting more like software than it is a website. Yeah. You know, the client is probably describe it as I need a better site, but we get to the bottom of what they're trying to accomplish with the site. It's a lot of functionality there, in which case things like UX matters, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. workflow. I'll, I'll give you a good example. If you're going to go to like a, 
plug another company, but like a pizza site, you're not going to hear about the corporate office. You're probably going to go there and order. Yeah, you know, right, right. Your picture, your, any of the pizza chains, go to their website. It's, it's, it's not a digital brochure about their company and their corporate headquarters and yeah. job openings. It's, you're trying to get something done there. Yeah, yep. No, that makes sense. That makes yep. sense. And do you guys handle all like the back end, like using that that example? Would you guys handle the back end where, again, say it's a national pizza chain? Well, no, you're 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 doing the design. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're yep. you're doing the design. But you would you would probably still would you design the the back end interface too, where you know the orders are coming into some type of an interface yeah. that the local pizza place is. Yeah, is, any any interface, and I, actually you're hitting on a great one. Many of our many of the companies have multiple personas and multiple interfaces. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'll just use Uber as an example. I mean, there's, a, there's obviously the driver interface is different than the, hey, I want to go find a ride. Yeah, you know? right. And so it's very common for us to have to design persona-based interfaces for the same product idea. Got it. Got yep. it. Yep. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. That's great. If I wanted to hire your services, do I need to have like any anything in place like logos or anything along those lines you guys you guys could handle all of that you know branding and everything you guys can handle yeah, all that yeah we do so half of our team is our product brand and our product marketing team and they're the one worried about it resonating with the audience and then the other half of our team are product managers and product designers and they're worried about the users mm-hmm. so we do we do all that it's it's in digital it's so interwoven if you can think of any you know the brand is so important to the opinion that you're going to have about that product that yeah, uh, yeah we we totally do the brand the yeah. brand the brand the visual design name design of the application or app as well as the go to market yeah you know how it's, uh, how it's priced packaged, package positioned all that so you mentioned before like launching the product go to market do you guys help with you know the the i guess the 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 advertising strategy or the go to market strategy as well like what how does that but what is that? Yeah, it's, it's funny. So on that side, when we go to market, our, we're worried about partnering with your sales and marketing teams okay. to equip them with what in the world you just built. So yeah. we're very close to what was built. So we're more worried about things like positioning, messaging, packaging, demos, your site, how you're going to describe the product and really leave it up to the marketing team or the marketing channel to figure out what's the right channel strategy. You know, whether it's a uh, I'm gonna talk, I need to, I'm gonna talk about this at trade shows. I'm gonna do email blasts. I'm gonna do it. That that's marketing. Yep. That's, yep, that's a little bit it. different. Yep. yep. But, but our work will equip them to be successful in how they're going to talk about the product. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Mike, this is, this is fantastic. If somebody wanted to learn more about innovate map or what you guys do, where, what would be the best way to, to learn more? Yeah. Two, two good resources. Uh, the first one would be obviously innovatemap.com. Uh, in fact, we just, you know, certainly during all this, we had to, uh, Re, re, you know, apply our own expertise to ourselves. And we, you know, revamp our site to clearly describe what we do as we can't, you know, have as many in-person meetings to, to convey yeah. that ourselves. Um, but then we also have a, a community, it's called Better Products, where we've got a podcast of ourselves, or, or podcast ourselves, as well as a, a lot of content. If they want to learn more about digital products, I think the Better Product community would be a great place. But if they want to learn more about InnovateMap, InnovateMap.com. Yeah, I love it. Mike, this is fantastic. Thank you for the time. And uh, thank you for being on Pass the Secret Sauce. Appreciate it. It's been great. Thanks for listening. And remember, Pass the Secret Sauce.